Welcome to the March 7th, 2023 podcast of Wisdom Today. Hello, my name is Bill Kelly and I'll be your host today. Today we'll be going over Proverbs 7, but before we begin, let's open in prayer. Father God, I thank you for anyone listening to this broadcast today. Lord, I pray that you give them ears to hear and a heart to receive what you have in store for anyone listening today. Lord, I pray that you would give them favor with both God and man. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Proverbs 7, beginning in verse 1. My son, keep my words and treasure my commands within you. Keep my commands and live, and my law as the apple of your eye. Bind them on your fingers. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Say to wisdom, you are my sister, and call understanding your nearest kin, that they may keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. For at the window of my house I looked through my lattice, and saw among the simple, I perceived among the youths a young man devoid of understanding, passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black and dark night. And there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. So she caught him and kissed him. With an impudent face she said to him, I have peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you, diligently to seek your face, and I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag of money with him and will come home on the appointed day. With her enticing speech, she caused him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Immediately, he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till an arrow struck his liver. As a bird hastens to the snare, he did not know it would cost his life. Now, therefore, Listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her paths, for she has cast down many wounded, and all who were slain by her were strong men. Her house is the way to hell, descending to the chambers of death. Friends, I have a special treat for you today. I have Josue Ibarra, and he is currently the coordinator of the ministry school. Josue, I'd like to thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. 
Yes, of course, Bill. Thank you, and thank you for having me on as well. Uh, I'm sure the audience who already listens understands that Bill is a phenomenal man of God, phenomenal teacher of the Word, and I'm just really honored to be on the show with you, sir. Thank you, Josue. I really, really appreciate that. And and we have just finished Proverbs 7, and, and we talk about the crafty harlot here. But um, Josue, which verse particularly speaks to you today? Yeah, you know, Proverbs chapter 7, verse 14, it says, I have peace offerings with me. Today I have paid my vows. Now, I want to pause there for a sec because what the harlot woman is saying here is a lot of times what we end up doing uh, in the body of Christ we uh, and actually, it's funny because Bill and I, we were just talking about this before we even got started, but we talked about how a lot of people use the salvation as fire insurance, and then they just don't worry about what their salvation offers beyond that. And so what it's funny to me is just that she comes out and tells us, man, look, I've made my peace offerings with him. Like today I paid my vows. I'm good. I'm in the clear. Come, come with me. Come away. And it's dangerous. It's dangerous. So th- that really stood out to me because even... Uh, yes, our peace offerings are made, you know, praise God for Jesus, you know, so if you accepted Jesus into your life, which is the greatest gift, uh, man, we receive this powerful salvation, but we cannot be like the harlot who says, I have made my peace offerings today. I have paid my vows. Now let's do whatever we want. That's terrible. That's wrong. So that really highlights me, Bill. Wow, that's so good. And, you know, such good wisdom in that. And, you know, I'm going to piggyback off of that. And I know a lot of people, and, and there's something about sexual immorality. Now, whether you're married and you do a think about adultery or actually enter into a relationship with that, or even if you're single, and if there's anyone listening out there and you're single, you're not married, if you are in a sexual relationship, you shouldn't be. Um, it's really out of the will of God. And God always wanted that sex be between a man and a woman in a marital relationship. And that's what his plan was. And if you're not doing that, then then you're basically not doing what God would have you do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, something that the Lord's offered. And listen, sex is a good thing. It's amazing. All right. But it's within the context of marriage. And when you do it without, it's like operating wisdom without the whiz. It's just dumb. Okay. Um, and because there's a lot of soul ties that happens in, in those things. And I'll be honest, like even uh, as a single man before coming out here, I've, I've dealt with things. Um, I, I've told my wife, even before we were married, that in high school, I was a pastor's kid. But I was one of those. There's two types of pastor's kids. There's pastor's kids that are the goody two shoes. And there's pastor's kids that, you know, try to rebel and go against. I fell on the later later side. And man, I, I've gotten into relationships and different things. And I'm just here to say that I just got married June 25th uh, to my lovely wife, Ella. And it is so much better God's way. God doesn't put these these things out here, these commandments in a way to quench us or stop us from enjoying life and enjoying the gift that he has. He does it so that we don't destroy ourselves. Um, man, Bill, like I've, I've gone through things where it's just like they were painful, you know, uh, been in relationships that weren't trustworthy at all, you know, and man, it, it really hurts you. It really, you know, puts your guard down. There are things that even coming out here to care is I had to get healed from. And anyways, all that to say, like, it is so important that we apply what the word is saying here and not fall into the traps of the harlot woman. 
Well, Josue, you know, anything that's going to come out of your mouth, I feel is going to be wisdom because you're so deeply rooted in the Word of God. And I often talk about that on my podcast, but let's take a step back. Um, Many people may not know who you are. If you would, introduce yourself a little bit and tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so my name's Josue. So also, if you can't say that, it's like when your parents told you to cut the weeds. They give you a hoe, then you sway that thing, you know, Josue. Um, but I'm from Arizona. I come from a family full of pastors, uh, graduates from Rama, Pentecostal background, all of that. Um, and man, I, I'm so thankful for the grace of God. Um, and here's why, because like, again, like I was saying before, my background, um, yes, I knew the Lord. And I should say like this, Bill, I, re- I just knew of him. You know, like there's different ways that we're going to know uh, one another. Like you may know me or may not. You may know me from this podcast. You may know Bill from this podcast, but you may not know Bill personally. I know Bill for, you know, I've talked to him a couple times last year and uh, just now I had the honor of uh, being on the podcast, but I understand that there's more that we're going to be able to grow in and knowing one another, right? So same with that, with the Lord. I only knew the Lord really through my father, through my uncle, through whoever was ministering, but I didn't have a personal relationship with him. So it wasn't until like my senior year that uh, I really got struck in my heart with God's love and realizing that, that I needed to know him. And so the unique thing is um, my senior year, the plan was to go play some football at a junior college. Um, I was living my life however I wanted. And, you know, my dad, and I just want to encourage those who have kids or prodigals out there, uh, continue to pray for them. They may not do everything that you're wanting them to do at your time, but if you continue to uh, pray for them, I'm telling you, things will turn around. Because that's what my dad did. He never tried to get me to go to Karis or any of that. He just, he prayed in his prayer closet with my mom. And man, by my senior year, I ended up throwing a house party bill. They come back earlier than expected. And I figured by this time, all right, I'm going to get kicked out. They were kicked out one of my cousins. They were kicked out one of my friends. So I'm like, we've talked about this already. I'm, I'm for sure they're going to boot me out, but they just gave me love. They gave me love, man. And in that, I realized like something in me needs to change. And so I decided I'm going to go to Karis. And that's like a powerful testament to that because my dad never, never tried to suggest it, never tried to push it, never, hey, you should consider. He always prayed about it. And so it was just cool to see that my, my desire changed. And on my journey to come to Karis, there were still things I was going through. Uh, I definitely wasn't operating in full wisdom, for sure. Um, you know, even throughout, like, first and second year, I, I struggled with, I stopped smoking pot, all that, but, like, I struggled with nicotine, and I was still on those things. But, man, once, and Bill, you talk about this all the time, too, just about getting the word in you and in wisdom. And truly, that that's what changes us. When we come to know the word for ourselves and we receive instruction and we begin to follow it, that's what helps us operate in true wisdom. So anyways, being discipled through Karis, a lot of uh, things in my life has changed. So I just want to encourage you guys, there is more to salvation than just receiving Jesus. Yes, that's the salvation piece to get to heaven, but there's a relationship. There's growth that he wants you to go through. There are things that he wants to change in your life for the good. And just like, you know, there's monkeys, you know how they catch monkeys in Africa, they put a bunch of nuts in a hole and that monkey just reaches his hands in there and grabs a fistful of the nuts and he can't pull his hand out because that hole's too small. Some, what that monkey needs to do in order to be free is let go. 
And I just want to encourage us that sometimes we just need to let go of our old mindsets and just receive what God has for us and we'll be free. Wow, Josue, you know, I'm going to go to Scripture like I usually do, and I'm going to throw um, two verses out there. I used to live life with Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path. Great verse. And then we have Matthew 6, 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And for those of you not familiar with the verses that come before that, I suggest you go to verse 25 and read up to the building of 33. That's really how you should read that passage of Scripture. But Josue, when I came here in January, I changed my favorite verse to Romans 8, 6. And it says, To be carnally minded is death but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Josue, I was saved way back in 1995, but for all these years, I lived my life as a carnal Christian. I had those verses. I had Matthew 6.33. I knew the Word of God. I taught the Word of God. I had a nursing home ministry for five or six years, and yet I wasn't being led by the Spirit, and in my life I did not have life, and peace. It's only by following the Spirit that you truly start getting the revelation of what God truly has in store for you. What are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. I believe that um, truly to be led by the Spirit is what makes us different. You know, it's what makes us unique. And, you know, Bill and I, we talked about this earlier, uh, just that, you know, some people can be born again and then they just don't live after the spirit, they just live after their carnal ways. And I was mentioned earlier, like Galatians chapter four, verse one, it says, um, you know, that the heir, as long as he's a child, he's no different than a slave, though he be Lord of all. In other words, like when we're, when we're born again and it comes back to spirit, soul and body, right? Our, our spirit man has changed. It's new, but it's our mind that needs to be renewed. It's our mind that needs to change. And the way that we get to discover who we are is by the Word. It's by being led by the Spirit of God. You know, this the Word here is not just it's not just words on on a page or a book, but the Scriptures even talk about how it is, uh, you know, poema. It is the uh, life breath. It's the Spirit of God. These these words are spirit and truth. And so when we begin to understand them and see them, we see that our lives can change. So no, that's, that's fantastic, Bill. Um, And that's neat too, like just from, and I'm I'm sure people have heard this, but I'm just curious on my end. And I know you're interviewing here, but like, and you can, we can just talk back and forth about this, but even for you, Bill, like what caused that change for you from being carnal to now, like realizing there's, I need to change. You know, Josue, the best way to describe this is you get revelation. And for those of you not familiar with this, many of you maybe have heard of Rama Bible College. That's in Tulsa. But there is a word called a Rama word. And what that simply means is you get a direct revelation from God himself. It's like he is speaking to you. It's like a thunderbolt that just hits you and you just feel and you are a different person. And one thing I want to address to anyone in the audience today, God can change your heart in one moment, in the twinkling of an eye, your life can change 
just like that, and you'll never be the same again. I want to piggyback off what you said, Josue. In, um, when Jesus was drawn into the wilderness in chapter 4, I believe it's uh, Luke chapter 4, and he was, he was just baptized in the River Jordan. John had just baptized him, and he was drawn into the wilderness. And this is what I'd like to say. You know, Josue was talking about the importance of reading the Word, and I often do that on my podcast. But Jesus always answered when He was tempted he always responded with the Word. And all I can say, friends, is if you're not in the Word and Satan comes at you and he will come and visit you, he will come and speak into your ear, he will try to tempt you to get off your course, the only way we can respond is with the Word of God. And if you don't know the Word of God, he's going to eat your lunch and he's going to pop the bag. All right. Yeah. No, it's it's so true, guys. And just here's the here's the unique thing too. It's like when it comes to reading the word, you're really truly James says you're looking in a mirror. When you uh, when you read the word, you get to this is, you know, Christ was the word made flesh. He's in heaven and he's and he's in our he's in our spirits. So in this this, this word is him. I like to say this. I used to have this series. I used to be a youth pastor and, uh, and used to work with kids. And I had this series called Once I Know the Great I Am, I'll Know How Great I Am. Right? So when we begin to look in the mirror of God, we can see the greatness of God. But truthfully, too, guys, is like that word is a mirror of who you are. That's why Jesus spoke with authority. It's because he knew who he was. He knew how great he was. Not in a prideful way, but in a way of like, man, it's all glory to God. This I am, I am a, a, a cloth cut from the main cloth, which is almighty God. We are pulled in just the same spirit that raised up Jesus Christ from the dead lives in us. That's Romans 8, 11. That is us. So when we, we come to have a relationship with the word, Man, you become to leave more confident. And Bill, I'm sure you you have a lot of this, and you operate with this. If you ever ever encountered Bill, Bill's very confident. He's a very confident man, not arrogant, but very confident. And it's wise because he's daily in his word. He's daily looking in the mirror and seeing what his spirit man is and how he operates. You know that's so good. And and we had one of uh, one of our instructors, and they sat there and they said the definition of a teacher, and that is my calling. You know, I'm not a pastor. Um, I kind of have the heart of a pastor. I'm really, really interested in winning souls, as was Jesus. But I'm a teacher. That is what I am. But the teacher said, he said, if you're a teacher, you're a reader. And I am just an avid reader. I am constantly reading, reading, reading. I want to know. I always am looking to add information to my toolbox. Because if you know that, then it doesn't matter who you come across on the street, whether it's a carpenter, whether it's a businessman. We need to be ready to be able to speak the language of anyone we come in contact with. Yeah, it's so true. And I just want to encourage you guys that as you more get more into the Word, uh, sometimes what you need to do too is just just start. Like if you haven't been reading, like I encourage you guys, uh, even for me, there was one time where I was beating myself up for not, you know, reading my three to four chapters in the day. And the Lord was just putting in my heart, it's like, read for uh, quality, not for quantity. 
I'm going to say that again. Read for quality, not for quantity. In John chapter 5, this is something unique that Jesus said, um, you know, to the Pharisees. He was talking about the, the fourfold witness, right? Mentioning all these things that witnessed him. And one thing he said, he's like, you guys search the scriptures because in them you think there, there's uh, eternal life. But he said, in reality, you missed the important thing. The scriptures are pointing to me, Jesus, the son of God. So what I encourage you guys is a lot of times we just need to get started. And if you're not an avid reader, like I enjoy reading, I love reading, but start off with, with a couple verses and be diligent in that to a chapter, to a couple chapters, to reading till you feel like, you know, God's giving you something to highlight on. Because I see a lot of people, I've, I've been uh, at the Bible College since 2014, and there are people who can quote the verses probably a lot better than me, but you look at their life and it's like there's no evidence of those verses being in their heart. It's in their mind, you know? So it's like you can be very knowledgeable about the verses, but have you meditated them to get them a part of your life and operating in that? Because that's where true wisdom comes from, right? Wisdom, um, knowledge is knowing something. I can find a verse, boom, that's knowledge. But wisdom is application of that knowledge. And so that's where the the beauty part becomes is when you can operate in what you know and operate in what the Lord has shown you in the Word. Wow, that is so good. You know, I mean, you have such good wisdom. And, you know, Josue, I I just really want to encourage the audience. And for those of you not used to reading the Bible on a regular basis— I would suggest you never begin reading until you pray in advance and ask the Holy Spirit to illuminate the words that you're going to be reading right then, right there. And, you know, like Josue said, it's not a matter of reading three or four chapters. You read, and my suggestion would be, if you come upon a verse that particularly strikes you, and you just really feel God is really prompting you at that time, I really like that verse, stop. And I suggest you meditate on that verse. Write it down five or ten times. Let it really sink into your spirit. And that is how the Lord is going to truly reveal himself to you. Josue, let's change gears. You were called to come to Karis, I guess, 2014. How did that occur? Let us know that story. Yeah, uh, so I came to Karis in 2014. Uh, really, again, that happened because um, I got caught at a house party, you know, doing the deal at our, uh, my parents' house. Um, again, it was that wake-up call of realizing something in my life needed to change. Uh, my dad, uh, every year, Andrew would go to the uh, January Gospel Truth Seminars in Phoenix. So my dad went in 2010, uh, 2010, 2009, uh, he would make my family, and I'd say make because at the time I definitely did not want to go, uh, but he, w- he would make us go. And so we would go as a family and just sit under Andrew. And it was interesting, too, because even here in Andrew, that was the first time I've ever caught some of the messages that weren't so... You know, again, I come from a Pentecostal background. You know, some people uh, trip out, and I love, so this is no disrespect, Pastor Lawson. I love Pastor Lawson. That's uh, He was my pastor for five years out here. But I, I remember first coming out here, people would freak out when he would get yelling. 
And it's just like, y'all, y'all have not been a part of a Pentecostal church and it shows, you know. But um, I, that's the kind of style I was used to hearing. But then, you know, when Andrew would come and speak, it was just very plain and it was very, and it didn't turn me off. It was just interesting of what does he have to say? Like, man, he's speaking in a place of confidence. He's not screaming. Like, what is this? And you begin to look and you hear the word and he's just, he's just ministering the word. So anyways, all I'd say in 2014, um, I'm in this crossroads between doing what I feel like I want to do versus coming out here. I get encountered with God's love. And man, that again, that really changed my life. Romans 2, 4, it's the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. And I remember my heart changed. And I just told my dad, like, I want to go to Karis. I, I believe that's that's my heart and that's my call is to go to Karis. And man, my life was completely changed by doing that. And I'll say this, and here's why. Um, you know, Bill was just talking about revelation. I remember the first time it was at uh, Wendell Parr's Old Testament survey. I was just reading as Wendell was sharing one of the verses he was talking about and something what Bill was saying, I like how you say it, it jumped out on me. It caught me. And I remember it caught me so hard that I had to go to the bathroom and I bawled my eyes out because I got a revelation, a true understanding, a true uh, revelation that just got my heart to just say, man, God loves me. Like I got to understand that God truly cares for me and he's for me. And I remember because a lot of times what we can do, especially if we, you know, we listen to ministers and we listen to different teachings, even if you listen to Bill on this podcast, it's great stuff. It's good. But I'm telling you, whether you listen to mine or Bill's podcast, there's no greater understanding or feeling when you get to hear the word of God for yourself, when you get revelation for yourself. That is the most beautiful, unique thing ever because that is, and that's what's awesome about Jesus is that's what he's come to do where we're no longer having to go to one person to hear. God speaks to us daily. So anyways, I remember that that first year, man, that first time I got my first revelation from my own and my heart, man, it's just, I, I want more of this. I had a fire for the word. I had a fire for knowing God because it's just like, you speak to me. You care and you love me. And anyways, that's kind of my journey. I'm coming out to Karis. Um, yeah, I don't know if anything else you want to add, want me to add towards that, Bill. No, no, that's really good. And uh, you mentioned that you do have a podcast. This would be a good time for you to promote that. Um, I'm interested in hearing more about that as well. So go ahead and tell us about your podcast. Yeah, you know, I really, um, my podcast is the Sway Bar Podcast. I post every uh, Monday and Wednesdays. Bill, I just got to say, I am impressed, super impressed with the lineup that you have. You guys get a lot of fresh content from Bill, so this is awesome. Uh, I'm not at that level yet, so Mondays and Wednesdays, that's where we keep it at. I have what I call Monday message, so I just hear a message uh, from me and some of my team. And then I have uh, something I call Wednesday's Word from the Wise, and that's where I get to have awesome conversations that, like what Bill's doing here with us today. Uh, really, the podcast is dedicated to growth, spiritual growth, financial growth, personal growth. Um, ultimately, it's just you getting closer uh, to who you are in your spirit, allowing that spirit man in yourself to come alive. So that's really the heart behind the podcast. All right. Well, gosh, you know, I'd certainly like to come on there on Wednesday if you invite me. But if you would, go ahead and if anybody's listening and wanted to write this down, go ahead and ha uh, spell out exactly how you would get on your podcast. Yep. Josue Bar Podcast. So J-O-S-U-E. Um, 
Ibarra, I-B-A-R-R-A, and then just podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T. Wow, that is so good. Let's let's jump a little bit. Um, we have started first year. You've talked a little bit about second year. Now, um, let's share a little bit about your mission trip and second year. Where did you go on your mission trip, and how did that change your life? Yeah, most definitely. So the mission trip at that time, I went to Russia. Russia. We were the last class to go to Russia before they had uh, allowed stopped allowing missionaries to come out there. Um, it was phenomenal. Um, the cool God story behind this. My cousin and I had a, made a friend in first year who was Russian, and we would go to her Bible studies in Denver every Friday. We would drive up to Denver from the Springs, and we would just have a grand time and just uh, spend time with that. Uh, really, they're like family friends now. But I remember when we went to Russia, I actually got to minister in her hometown, in her home church in Ufa. But the mission trip, the unique thing and powerful thing about it was, one, it was my first time really being able to minister and lead people to the Lord. Uh, Just being able to lay hands on the sick and see them healed um, and the camaraderie. what was unique is we got paired up with another Russian team. So there's about 20 students from Russia and 20 students from uh, the States. And the way that we operated in unity was powerful. And what I learned, one of the biggest things that I learned there, Bill, is just that when you have a mission, a true God mission, all the differences can be put aside. Just that we don't have to fight who's in charge. We don't have to fight who gets more of this or that. We're all working together as a team because we have a mission. And that's one of the, the very first things that I can say that a legacy that Carrie Pickett has left behind, and it's beautiful because you can see it in the hearts of the students there. It's having uh, the heart for building the kingdom of God more than your own empire. And I'll just say that again, like that's a big lesson that I've learned is having a heart to build the kingdom of God more than your own empire. A lot of times we're in it for ourselves and we do it for our own gain. But when we just truly have a heart to say, I want to advance the kingdom of God, then you can, uh, you know, be a blessing even just by cleaning and maybe not even ministering. You you can be a blessing when, you know, you're the last speaker, maybe not the first speaker. Like it, it's phenomenal. So uh, I learned that in Russian. It changed my life of just seeing the camaraderie when we have a good focused God mission. Well, Josue, that is so good. And I want to go to uh, John, I believe it's chapter 15, when he, after the Last Supper, and he laid his outer garments aside, and he washed the feet of his disciples. Now, these disciples went on after Jesus went, and they went and ministered throughout the world. But at that time, He set the example of how we are to build our lives, and that is we are to be humble servants. We are God's servants, and we are to serve mankind. If you would, Josue, how did you become coordinator of the business school? And tell us a little bit about that, but not too much because I want to go into the transition into where you're at now. Yeah, most definitely. So um, became the business school coordinator. I was the coordinator for business school for about two and a half years. Um, I got that position. I was working at uh, comm services. I was a shift lead at that time. And they had reached out to all the alumni and just said who would be interested in applying. 
Uh, funny thing, I talk about this in one of my podcasts about rejection proof. I remember, Bill, uh, it was Clay Caldwell and I, I was talking about it. And we were reading this book, Rejection Proof. And the powerful thing about it is the author was saying that a lot of times we reject ourselves before we actually get rejected. And so I remember when the opportunity came up, I said, hey, I think this would be powerful. Not the most experienced, but I'm just going to go for it. And prior before that, I wouldn't have because of fear of man. And as we know in the word, it says the fear of man is a snare. But with that, I got over that and just decided, well, I'm not going to reject myself. You know, if this is an opportunity from you, Lord, I'm going to apply. And I remember meeting with Billy and he just said, when can we get this started? And it was phenomenal. Yeah. Wow, that is so good. And the, what I really want to get across, Josue, is for those of you who are out there and you feel that you are not where you're supposed to be, you go to work every single day and you hate what you do, or you know this is not all there is in life. And I hear that question, is this all there is in life? And friends, if you are in a position like that, you need to get out of it. But before you do that, you need to pray to the Holy Spirit. Now, Josue has just changed jobs. And that's a major thing whenever you change jobs. It's a major ordeal. I mean, especially if you have a wife, you have kids, they are depending on you for an income. So if you would, Josue, try to talk us through that transition. How did you change from being the coordinator of the business school to where you are today? Yeah, so uh, my good friend Roger Williams, who was the current ministry school coordinator, I remember uh, we actually graduated Karis together. We did uh, uh, first, second, and third year ministry school together. We um, got hired at, on at the phone center together, and we're actually trained together. And yeah, we Roger and I, we go way back. So when he was coming to resign, he went and let me know, like, hey, you know what? I'm, I'm actually going to be resigning. I feel like the Lord is telling me that I'm holding this position from someone else and that there's something else, you know, that he's calling me to do. And I remember when Roger first said that, you know, Bill, you mentioned the scripture earlier, Matthew 6, seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know, when Roger mentioned that, there was such joy and peace that came all over my heart. And so I referenced Matthew 6.33 because when we talk about seeking first the kingdom of God, if I ask you right now, give me a definition for the kingdom of God, I can guarantee you we'll get a thousand different responses of what that is. I'm, uh, I love teaching and I love studying. So I like the, you know, the scriptures a lot of times define the scriptures. So Matthew 6.33 says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Well, what is it? Romans chapter 14, verse 7, it says, The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And I remember when Roger mentioned that he was resigning, there was a part of me of that there was joy and peace. One, for my friend that he's moving on to go forward with the Lord has for him. But another thing was, I would love to be a part of this. And I remember at first, you know, I, I kind of sat back because I knew there were some things I wanted to get done with business school. And so if uh, Billy would, you know, give me the opportunity to make that transition, I would uh, go forward with it. But if not, uh, I want to honor where I was at. And I, I do want to speak to those who may be in that place like Bill was describing. Sometimes they're going to be in a place um, and you may not be excited about it. But one thing I want to encourage you is, is faithfulness. Faithfulness to where God's calling you. Like, I remember, um, and I do have to mention this because it's a part of the ability of being able to coordinate business school and now being in this place where 
honestly, and I love business school, but I, when people ask me, how do you like ministry school? I always say, I feel like a fish in water. I feel like I'm exactly where God's called me to be. But I remember uh, when I was working at the phone center, I loved praying. I loved ministering. I didn't really care for customer service. It was okay. It was fun. But, you know, I enjoyed praying and ministering to people. But I remember the uh, I started helping with training in prayer. But then the customer service training position opened up. And I remember one of the mentors came up to me and said, you should apply for it. And I said, no way. I, I'm already helping with prayer training. Um, I'm still on the phones. I enjoy that. And I really don't care for customer service as much. And I remember them telling me, like, well, why don't you just pray about it? Man, when someone tells you, why don't you just pray about it? It's like, all right, okay. I prayed about it, and I really felt like the Lord saying, I need you to take this position because it's going to grow you to where you're going to be and where you need to be. And it's true because what it grew me in was administrative skills that I did not have, did not know, organizational skills that I did not have and did not know. And it equipped me to be an administrator for now being in the opportunity of being in business school. And what I believe business school has done is helped me understand frameworks and concepts, organizational structures, now coming into ministry school, all of those things. So I'm, I'm saying all this to say, Luke chapter 2, verse 52, it said that Jesus grew in wisdom, uh, stature, and with favor with God and man. But how did he do that? By being faithful and by submitting to his mother and father. When he submitted to his mother, that when and this in the context of this is Jesus was lost. His mom goes, looks for him. Where are you? And he says, don't you know I'm about my father's business? But yet his mother says, come, let's go. Jesus didn't go in rebellion because, well, don't you know I'm called to teach? Don't you know I'm called to minister? No, he, was, he knew that he needed to be submissive in this time. And because of that submission, he grew in favor, he grew in stature, and he grew in wisdom. So I'm saying all that to say, like, even if you feel you're in a place of like, ah, oh, man, I don't enjoy it. I agree. You definitely want to get out. But if God's calling you there, there may be a time to be grown and groomed so you can be in the place. Look at Joseph. Same thing happened to Joseph. Joseph was in prison and he was a slave, but that led him to an opportunity. Look at David. David, if he was not submissive to his father when he said, go get your brothers, you know, feed your brothers. And I got to put this in context because when David, you know, his brothers, they didn't really care for him. They were always arguing with him. His father, when was asked to bring all his sons, didn't even consider to bring David. So you can probably tell it wasn't the best situation David was in, but yet he was still honoring and submissive to his father to work in the field and to feed his brothers. And when he was submissive to that thing, it brought him to the opportunity to face Goliath. So I just want to encourage you, no matter what situation you're in, be faithful to what the Lord's having you, because just like in the scriptures, when you're faithful with a little, God will give you much. God will give you much more. And so all that to say, compiling all that and just tying a bow around this, my transition from business school to ministry school came from a place of faithfulness, came from a place of joy, peace, following after you know the kingdom of God. And man, that opportunity came alive and I was able to step into there. And the cool thing is Pastor Greg, he asked for me, you know, and that was a powerful thing too. He talked with Billy and they made that opportunity happen where we can make that transition work. And I've loved it. Like I said, I feel like a fish in water, Bill. Wow, that is so good. There's so much truth to that. And, you know, I just want to encourage any of you out there that if you are thinking about a career change, I would not suggest you quit your job prior 
to finding out what God has in store for you. But I would say this, if you are feeling miserable Monday through Friday when you go to this, let me say this, that do everything as unto the Lord. You may absolutely despise the man you were working for or the woman you were working for, but if that's the case, pretend you are working for God Himself. And if you do that, you will have inspiration. You will be motivated to do better. And only by doing better and showing yourself faithful, that is when promotion comes. And God, all promotion comes from God. I know if you're not a spiritual person, many of you have a hard time with that concept. But believe me, promotion always comes from God. Josue, we're just about at an end. What I'd like to ask you to do is two things. First of all, if there's anything you'd like to leave as a, as a parting word for this audience, and secondly, once you do that, ask for an invitation for anyone who yet does not know Jesus. Yeah, most definitely. Well, one, one parting word I want to leave with you guys is uh, I, I ended with faithfulness. And I just want to say this. Bill has been faithful with this podcast and has been faithful with sharing the word, bringing on phenomenal guests. And so one thing that you can do um, to be short in this, I remember there was a, in Second Kings, it talks about, you know, Elisha, uh, Elijah and the, and the widow, right? The, yes, the widow, you know, gave towards Elijah because there was a great cause. And what, you, what was unique is in that giving to his ministry, giving his lodging, giving his you know things here or there, um, miracles in her life happened, right? Her family was raised from the dead. Provision was given. And there was a mighty return because she was faithful to giving to a faithful man in ministry. So my, my last, I guess, call to action I would say is uh, if you've been listening to this podcast and it's been blessing you, it's been feeding you, we're true believers of giving to where you're fed. So I just want to encourage you to consider partnering with this ministry. This isn't something that Bill asked me to say or, or throw out there, but this is just something that I would like to honor. Bill, if you have enjoyed and appreciated the content, then uh, you should definitely consider partnering. Um, and I'm sure, Bill, you can give more info on how they could do that. Um, and then the, or if you want to do that, I can make a call or not. Actually, um, I'm in the process of setting that up. So right now there's not much they can do, but I appreciate that. And hopefully that is going to be in the cards in the next month or two. But thank you so much. I I appreciate that. Yeah, praise God. Uh, well, the last thing we want to just do here is just give a call for those um, that have not received Jesus. Man, I'm telling you, Jesus will change your life. He will change your life, and it will make it new. Some of you may be going through the mundane, the the rough season, the challenging seasons. And the thing is, I'm not here uh, going to tell you all your problems vanish immediately once you accept Jesus. But what I am going to say is that there is opportunity to grow. There's opportunity to find purpose. There's opportunity to find destiny. And there's opportunity to receive love that's unconditional. Who else gives love that's unconditional? Everyone gives a, puts a condition on everything. But this is unconditional love where your Father God will never leave you nor forsake you. So if that's you, I would just love for you um, just to close your eyes right now. We're just This is what we're going to do. We're just going to – it's real simple. You know, and that's what I love about the gospel. It's like it's not a hard thing to receive. All you have to do is believe in Jesus. 
So if that is you, I just want you to close your eyes. I just want you to repeat this prayer after me. Father, I thank you for being so good for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for my life for my life so i ask so i ask that Jesus comes into my heart that Jesus comes into my heart i receive him right now i receive him right now and i call him savior and i call him savior and i call him lord and i call him lord in Jesus name in Jesus name amen amen all right, Josue, once again, thank you so much for coming on, and I'm going to leave with a blessing. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Friends, please join me again tomorrow as we further explore wisdom today.